welcome on the island. We're back! We're back. To talk about Survivor again. Survivor season 37. Week number seven. How nice does that sound? There's going to be tears shed. Will there be tears shed in this episode? Stay tuned to find out. Because Ty's on video this week, once again, so I have a chance to make him cry. Which, as you know, is my favorite thing to do. Oh my gosh. I, my, can't, I, can't, my, my, I can't my brain focus because this episode was exciting. There was a lot happening. There were people everywhere. There was strategy. There was fighting. There was crying. There was yelling. There was screaming. There was throwing people under the bus. There was throwing people over the bus. There was throwing people into the bus. There was just so much happening. And we have a lot more to talk about than, for example, last week. So we'll get into it. All of it here on the island. I'm Taylor Gaines. And with me on the other side of the universe... The Mason to my Dixon, Tyler B. Commons. Woo! Yeah, I'm here. I'm ready. I'm pumped. This episode was amazing in so many ways. You touched on it with your bus analogy. Somehow that touched on it. I don't really know. But it was an emotional roller coaster from beginning to end. And it sort of changed my opinion on one of the people out there. So I'm sure I'll touch on that coming up in a little bit. But. One simple person. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know that it changed my opinion on... Well, I guess I could maybe make an argument for one person also. We'll see if it's the same person. Because mm. there was somebody I was pretty impressed by who before I was a little more unsure about. But, man, it really did have a lot going on. There were moments of fear for me. Some anxiety, some joy, some suspense. There's not usually a lot of suspense, like, for 40 minutes or so, but... I thought this was just great. I thought this was the best episode of the season. Maybe the best episode in like three seasons. Yeah. Continuing the trend of the merge episode being the best episode from last season with the Chris Dom duel. So this just happened to come in a season that was much better before that as well. Yeah, we got to see a lot of emotions boil over in this episode and a lot of people kind of get back, I mean, not as much outside of the show, but kind of back to their TMZ roots inside the show. There was fighting, mm. there was arguing, there was olive branches of peace extended and then trampled on by the recipient. It was great. It was so many things happening. I'm trying not to spoil anything, so I'm just speaking in these generalities, but we'll, I mean, we'll get into it. <laughs> We're not going to spoil anything on this episode. <laughs> no. We've invented fake names for each person. And we're going to go through that. So you have the list. I have the list. We'll just we'll just start getting into it. So, okay. Uh, Steven, I was a big fan of this week. Uh, I couldn't believe he turned on Jenny to vote her out. But, you know, I mean, the question is, did Steven make a move too early? No, I think McNeil had a really good argument for why you can't just kind of sit and let the game pass you by. Yeah, and I felt like the way that jack frost pushed them at tribal council with his questions was like really impressive it, it, it just kind of showed how he's been able to keep this up for so long yeah and as always jane goodall had a great show you know she said some lines that people agreed with and some lines that people didn't like so you know it was classic overall, it was jane fun. goodall <laughs> classic jane goodall <laughs> this the, ty this is too hard all right i know I can't, we're going... I can't i can't keep it straight with this list of names that we have here I don't know how to read, so it gets really difficult. I don't even remember which one was Santa Claus. Let's just, let, we're going to spoil it. I think that's fair. Hopefully you've watched the episode by now and you're ready to digest it all. We've got interview content to parse through a little bit with this season's elimination, which is being announced on this podcast in five seconds, so pause it or turn it off if you haven't watched it yet. Elizabeth Olsen voted out the first David to find themselves a casualty of the post-merge life and only exacerbating the Goliath advantage currently, which is seven to five. The people remaining, including Elizabeth, 
it was six Davids at the beginning of this episode with her, Carl, Christian, Gabby, Davey, and Nick. On the other side, John, Kara, which I heard Jeff say multiple times this week. So I'm going with that pronunciation. All right. Angelina, Alec, Allison, Dan, and Mike. Big picture, were you hoping things would go differently tribe-wise? Are you asking me if I hoped that a Goliath would have gone home and the lines wouldn't have been so hard and fast? Oh, I mean, you can't even say that because they weren't hard and fast because she was voted out unanimously by literally everybody. So to have something like that, I don't know. I like the tribe mix up. I like that we got to see a ton, a ton of strategy talked about this episode. And even though it kind of could appear that it's still David versus Goliath and we had some talk of Goliath strong, the tribe is not actually broken up Goliath strong versus the Davids. And I'm really excited to watch that kind of breakdown as it moves forward. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, undoubtedly going to break down at some point, undoubtedly. But it was interesting how many cracks and fissures they showed this week amongst the Goliaths before having just a kind of by-the-numbers vote, which was even following a very interesting and exciting tribal council, I thought. So I actually, what I was surprised by comparatively to, to speaking of something we have complained about in previous seasons was I was not annoyed by Elizabeth being voted out unanimously. Mm. Like I felt like it was surprising based off what we saw, but still available in the text, you know, like that was there. There was paths there were paths shown to us that involved David staying quiet for the first vote so that no one would know about this strike force that they've formed. So it wasn't completely out of the blue. And I think I appreciated that even despite all the fireworks leading us to believe something else might happen. Yeah. And that's definitely one of the things we've gotten from this season is that we haven't gotten from the last few seasons because we would complain about going to tribal and then a blindside happened to sort of make it exciting, but it was a blindside even pulled on the viewers. It it didn't feel right seeing that. Like it kind of creates some excitement, but then when you step back and look, you're like, Oh, I had no idea that this person was going to go home. And just that they laid the foundation for Elizabeth still being an option, even though I think up until this point, she's had a fairly regular appearance on the show and she's gotten a lot of airtime i mean last week we talked about her backstory and got to hear about her inability to walk before going out there and a lot of things but coming into the merge it wasn't it wasn't a literal blindside for us well the the thing you're touching on is like how many times have we just pled to the editors or pleaded you know, whatever people prefer grammatically, because I'm not a writer. I like pleated pants. How many times have we asked to just not be treated like we're stupid? And I felt like we haven't been treated like we're stupid for the most part. And they even have tried like different presentations via the editing and the present and the production. And they've just let people like I, I guess you you can't fully attribute it you know part of it could be the casting is different part of it could be the presentation is different and it is likely a combination of those things but I, the, the cast is great and the production has been great like we had a full-on Romeo and Juliet style secret meeting this week towards the end of the episode that was like thrilling and fascinating Especially because it laid the groundwork for a, a an explosive showdown, uh, at least at the end. Yeah, and that's one of the great things, is being able to realize what's going on. And we've touched on this a lot, but outside of maybe a six-minute challenge 
this week. I think the other 36, 37 minutes or so were completely dedicated to, okay, we had a merge. Our tribal line shifting. Who's going to come back and join up with each other? Who's going to be these people that are going to band together and look into the future of the game? Not just kind of sit where they're at, but say, think about three, four weeks down the road or three or four days for them. And that showed through, and it's awesome to see strategy like that. And it's awesome to see, um, even Gabby said it during tribal, human moments. And that's a phrase we like to throw around a lot here. But even they said it. They're like, no, we were having a human moment. She was having a human moment. Let's talk about this alleged human moment, because I think... It was really interesting. Like speaking of the way production has gone, they showed Angelina crouching in the woods for an extended amount of time before Elizabeth showed up and walked all the way over. And they had this conversation where Angelina warned her essentially like you're going home. I'm sorry. And and I don't, think that the move made sense for Angelina given that she was already kind of suffering a bit of a conflict within her own tribe and Mm. there was only risk added into play by talking to someone who could blow up her game but I guess to the question you're talking about did you think it was a human moment did you think it was trying to secure a jury vote did you think it was a combination of things what what was your take on that secret rendezvous i was actually confused not confused i was sort of blindsided myself when they said look you're just playing for jury votes blah 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 because and like i said angelina was the one who went from someone i didn't care for very much to having a moment like that that made me actually really like her outside of strategy because we know she's got the strategy and we know she wants to make moves albeit sometimes it comes from a place of emotion it comes from a place not necessarily in line with the best strategy but to answer your question it felt like a genuine human moment to me that also exposed an enormous weakness for her because I loved that she sort of felt the need to say, hey, Elizabeth, you're going home, because that's just like an empathetic response. And it it felt real the way it was edited. She had been crying in the woods, kind of walking around trying to figure out, you know, why her suggestion wasn't going right. And she genuinely seemed in an emotionally vulnerable place and tried to just let somebody else know hey you're going home and it's gonna suck and it's gonna be unanimous but i still feel like i need to let you know yeah i think my take on it given how good angelina has been at if not communicating definitely at strategizing i i felt like it was probably her realizing she had a decent relationship with elizabeth and wanting to capitalize on that Like, I don't doubt that it was a human moment in the same way that I never doubted that Chrissy was having real conversations with people a couple seasons ago Mm. on her way to getting second place. But I think part of it is strategy. I think everything is a game out there if you're playing hard, and I think she's playing hard. the, The troubling thing for me is, I mean, I don't... I've been confused by the reaction to her. Mm. I mean, maybe not. You know, we saw the same thing with Chrissy. We've we've seen it with other strong women on the show before. But like, I'm a I'm an innocent bystander in a few of the Survivor Facebook groups. You know, like I don't find them to be useful for me to like participate in, but. I like to see what people are talking about. And I think a lot of people this morning, what I, from what I saw, were just kind of 
very hateful towards Angelina. Like someone actually made a positive post that was like, oh, the beautiful Angelina, I'm loving her more every week. I mean, it was a little like uh, objectifying, but uh, it was in a positive manner, a praiseworthy tone. And then the comment section was just filled with like, you know, the B word and the manipulative and annoying and bossy, like all those kind of words that people are creatively using for half the population usually. So creative. (laughs) And it's just, it's just a weird thing to, cause like, and it's, it's, it's interesting that it's happening to Angelina who's had such a turbulent season in the press where she was accused of having a showmance with John when they're both in relationships and, you know, she pointed out early in the year that immunity idols are only ever found by men. And it it's just strange. I'm not sure how to wrap my head around it all in the context of a just a reality TV show. And I'm not sure I'm ready to have that conversation in the middle of the season here. I, I, I mean, outside of the fact that people should stop being mean and hateful towards people. <laughs> yeah. And even if you don't like her, like I read Stephen Fishback talking about how he thinks she's like a great villain. So like, you know, you could still, uh, you just don't have to, uh, it's election week. My, I'm still thinking about things that, that bother me in that, in, in a lot of social aspects. But all that being said, I think that she was on the right track I think it was a mistake talking to Elizabeth, obviously, but I think if she had communicated her initial idea better of voting out Christian, I think that would have been the right move. Oh, absolutely. I have no doubt in my mind that Angelina is a very strong strategic player and she knows the moves that need to be made and she knows how to make them in one sense, but at the same time, she can rub people the wrong way, which is kind of why people like Fishback are going to say she's a villain. I mean, look at Dan. Dan completely blew up, you know, for other reasons, but one of them was she started talking like she was in the military because her husband is in the military. So she's like, I need to rally the troops and I need to get them together and (laughs) blah, blah, blah. And like Dan took serious offense to that. And I don't, I don't know how everybody else felt about it, but I think she's strategically there. I think she's Worst very... case, it seemed cheesy. It seemed like a kind of a cheesy speech to me. Yeah. I think strategically she's there. I think emotionally she is there just from the conversations we get to see. She lets that take over sometimes, but she can't she doesn't mix the two well, which ultimately to me seems like it might be her downfall because she knows what to do, but she just just doesn't know how to get everyone else on board with her to make well, it the happen. Real issue is we've seen this in multiple interviews so far. People seem to think that she's a fake kind of person mm-hmm. where she puts out one thing to you, but isn't being genuine which I think is a similar thing we heard about Chrissy, actually, since I've mentioned her before. And I don't know that she can overcome that. Like, this episode, in a lot of ways, despite for, like, the third week in a row, her bringing up an idea that is probably the best one, Mm -hmm. she hasn't communicated it well to this particular group of people. And this episode felt to me like sort of crossing her off from my winner's list despite me being somewhat impressed by her strategic mindset yeah she's definitely put her herself in a place where it's an uphill battle which i mean that doesn't mean she can't win it but it just means even though she's extremely intelligent about the game it's gonna be 10 times harder for her to win than somebody like Christian or somebody like even Mike who kind of had a decent episode. The interesting thing we're talking about too is I think emotions have been a big theme of this season 
and the lack of control of them for a lot of people. Like if you are accepting of the belief that her moment with Elizabeth was truly a human moment, then she let her emotions get the best of her and it blew up in her face in a way that if it didn't cost her this vote, it could still cost her something down the road. And you look at Dan, who you mentioned, like emotionally reacting in such a strange way when he's in such a good position. He has, Mm -hmm. like Kara pointed out, he has two immunity idols. He's in the majority alliance. No one's really targeting him in any real way. And like... He, he just, like, he was worried because Elizabeth, who got unanimously voted out, was thinking about voting him out. Like, he was <laughs> reacting very emotionally. Like, Carl got a little tipsy and started talking too much because he didn't like Elizabeth. Gabby has obviously had some emotional ups and downs. Like, she cried during Tribal today in, or in this episode. And I just feel like we're heading in a direction where the person who can manage all of these emotions best to their own benefit is going to be the person who we see walking away with a million dollars. Yeah, the person that can navigate those emotions and stay on the positive side the whole time is going to be the one that ultimately gets these people to vote the way they want. I think My, my mind goes to two people specifically. Yeah. For me, it's Christian who we Mm -hmm. have talked about a lot and we have seen handle Gabby's emotional swings very well and come across very genuinely and still like he's playing the game. Actually, as I'm saying this, I thought of a third person, Christian John, who is clearly the peacemaker of the Goliaths where he offered to walk Angelina down the beach when she was clearly getting emotional or at least upset. And he has been a steadying force and has made good relationships with a lot of people. The third person that came to mind because I mentioned Gabby is Allison who bonded with Gabby when Gabby was in a low place during their tribe of four or five or whatever. So those three people in particular stand out to me as being apt at handling the emotions of their, you know, fellow uh, alliance members. Mm-hmm. And I think the the funny part about that is they all handle it in different ways. I think Christian is just so charming that you can't help but cheer up to be around the guy. Even like he had a couple <laughs> comments today. He did he did an interview where he like knocked over the scenic piece of wood that he was supposed to be sitting by and they leave it in. Like it's just <laughs> the dude has something about him. And he like finished like, his sentence too. Like he started to say, this is, or that, he started to say, that is, like, he, he was going to say huge news because it was something about an idol or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but then he knocked over the piece of wood and he was like, that is a piece of wood. And then he just kind of like <laughs> kept going. And he had the moment in Tribal where he corrected someone and said, factorials, <laughs> technically speaking. Actually, it's a factorial, <laughs> not an exponent. Or exponential. And it it just continues to lend to my Christian's going to win theory, but that's a different conversation for probably a different day because we talked about it so long last week. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I I think you're right about that. Yeah, he's he's got the charm to lure anybody out of a bad day, I guess is the way to say it. I think John and Allison are cut from the same cloth because they both want to allow people to be heard while at the same time corralling them in a direction that is positive. And I think that translates really well, um, especially with this group of people like Gabby, who we mentioned, because Gabby was picked up by Allison last week, but this week Gabby was the one talking to Elizabeth about trying to stir up trouble at Tribal, which I thought was really interesting and just not something I'd seen. We got really two scenes of Gabby this week where she talked strategy, but not in like an emotional wreck way. Yeah. What did you make of them taking the time? I guess maybe this was just an Easter egg for us at at this point, but they showed her at the merge feast looking for a clue 
and they lingered on the sign that said like everything you need is right here uh everything you need for a perfect merge is right here and they lingered on that long enough where you're like oh clearly if you rip this parchment off there's probably a clue on the back of it but they showed that almost for no reason like do you think they were foreshadowing gabby coming through in some way or do you think they just wanted to give us like that reddit content well this is why this season has been great we talked about the edit early on in the season of dan being like well i don't know why everyone is out looking for an idol because i got it right here and then we got we got a moment like this so what if there is you know that time next week where gabby's like oh yeah at the merch feast i found this like you don't remember that so i don't i would love if survivor is growing and expanding its horizon on the edits but yeah to be fair i would also love if it was never brought up again too because (laughs) i think that gives us an assumed intelligence that they haven't given us in the past like Mm. i think we are able to figure out where the clue probably was even if it never comes up again yeah that's fair And, and like we said Gabby talking strategy to get back to the point Gabby talking strategy and looking for clues and being in the mix has really it gave her a positive look that she needed because she almost just seems like the girl that Christian's going to keep around and carry to the end but in this episode we got to see her start to play well this is the other thing about this season I feel like we've gotten to see the ups and downs of every person strategically, emotionally, and whatever, because, like, you just look up and down the line. Like, we saw Elizabeth play great. We saw her blow up. We saw Christian. We, I mean, mostly we've just seen Christian play great. Like, you're talking about Gabby. <laughs> we've seen Davy and Carl, like, enough to know sort of what their decision-making process is like. Like, obviously, we've seen a lot of Nick, John, Angelina, like... Well, even this episode, we got the Dan Kara showmance of them staying up whispering and her saying something (laughs) like, oh, I would be totally fine if you win. But then at the same time, we got to see him go ballistic once he found out Elizabeth wanted to vote him off. We're getting to know the characters this season. And that is something that Survivor is doing But more so, I feel like we're getting to know the people. Yes. Aside from their character arc. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. And I think that's why it's been so much better. I feel like we're getting full complicated looks at at everyone Mm -hmm. now speaking of full complicated looks like we really should talk about alec because he i would say is maybe the one person who my opinion changed on a little bit during this episode where before he seemed kind of like a wild card who was just making moves for the hell of it and Mm -hmm. in this episode there seemed to be a very clear strategy in forming that strike force of six yeah alec came on as a very strong candidate this week for someone who is playing the game super well and even when they were talking about it like you just said um he got his pick of the litter that's taken from the hollywood reporter article where they interviewed um elizabeth today and she just talks about how good he is at the game um i'm gonna i want to read it for us it says i definitely think people were underestimating him because he's a surfer bro who doesn't think things through when in reality he actually was thinking things through and it was all intentional you're gonna want to trust the people you think aren't quite as aggressive in the game people who are all about peace bro that's who you want to work with because they're not thinking hard but alec was playing us alec was playing the game dude and i think That's a great assessment from someone. I mean, we talked about Elizabeth in her own right was good at this game. Alec came on this week, like you said, as not someone who just wants to make a move for the sake of making a move and being on Survivor, but like strategically thinking and looking forward. He has cemented himself a place in this game in a very powerful position and a strong voice, not only in the Goliath tribe, up until they kind of have to reinvent and go to the strike force. So he's, he positioned himself really well this week. Yeah. And I'm really happy to see that like Christian and Gabby and Allison are all in the strike force, for instance. Mm -hmm. And like freaking Nick, man, 
who just keeps finding himself in every possible good situation just <laughs> kind of accidentally winds up in the strike force alliance from the way we got to see it and like he's just still in a great spot everywhere like he's friends close friends with like multiple people mm-hmm. and now he's in this secret alliance that could potentially steer the entire game if they so choose obviously they had to vote out of david this week for that to even work so maybe that explains why it was such a unanimous vote and obviously it seems from the post game too that carl was perhaps still still very hung up on his emotions toward elizabeth in the tribal because she said that she thought there was a chance people might vote for angelina until she was walking around whispering to people at tribal and got to carl and she said, hey, we're going to try to get Dan out uh, before. And then when she went to him at Tribal, she said, hey, we really need to get rid of Angelina. And then in front of everybody, he was like, Elizabeth, I don't want to hear from you. I don't want to hear from you. <laughs> and she says at that point, she knew she was getting voted out. So who knows what would have happened if he had gone with that. But for the strike force it seems like they're in a really good spot. And a lot of the players we've been talking about are in that group. Mm. Yeah. The strike force consisting of Mike, Allison, Alec, Nick, Gabby, and Christian is really, it's an odd group to be the dominant players. If that makes sense, because in a season that's been so dominated by the, the macho bros and the masculine or the bro. And almost big name players, these all seem sort of like puppet masters, if that makes sense. It's not the people that are out there running the show, aside from Christian. It's people that know how the game works and all banded together and said, look, we get, we're thinking three, four, five votes down the line. We're not thinking about today. We're just going to get through the day because that's like a given thing. And then when... Angelina tried to rock the boat and get rid of Christian. They somehow made it work for them, and it shows really well. I don't know. Do you feel like they're kind of puppet masters more than front runners, or is that just a me? And you can I mean, say it's just a me. What's the difference? You're saying puppet masters are in the background and front runners are very obvious. Yeah, you don't see the people running the puppet. You see the puppet. Yeah, you I think see- that's. I don't know that I'm ready to call them puppet masters, though. I don't think they're in control of anything yet. I think they're in position to be in control. Okay. And I think once they make a big move, that could be true. The The, the big thing for me, though, is, like, unless Christian gets blindsided, I mean, we're the biggest Christian fans out there, probably, but I almost want to see it because that is how I would truly feel like anyone can win. I think in my head he's still above everyone else when it comes to who I think might win in the end because of what we've seen and and how much we've gotten from him. But if he got voted out, I would really feel like it's anyone's game. Yeah, that would open the door wide for anyone to kind of walk through and say, no, this is my game. Because we've gotten... Just maybe with all the editing praise we're giving... Maybe they'll throw one more thing at us and get Christian out when, like, all of the analytical, like, algorithmic survivor things online probably have him as a heavy favorite. Yeah. I mean, him going out, well, it would make me sad, would also be another kind of great, exciting survivor moment that I think we'll be talked... You know, we talk about these moments with um, Sarah figuring out the transgender kind of thing and walking through that. And that was her survivor winner moment. And we still mm-hmm. talk about that. Yeah. I would this say could we be haven't a moment gotten like a winner that. moment yet. No, but this could be a moment like that. If Christian goes away that we still talk about a few seasons from now. I think that's actually kind of all this season is missing so far is like a shocking vote out. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think there's been a true, like, I mean, it's hard to have anything pre-merged that really sticks in your mind like that, but I don't think there's been a groundbreaking vote to this point. And I'm I'm hoping that we'll get something like that, even if it's not Christian, because like 
despite what we're talking about, there hasn't been a lot of seeds laid to, to like a Christian vote out other than what Angelina talked about this week, which everyone kind of blew off surprisingly. Uh, so I don't know, man, it's just, there's a lot going on. Like have, have we covered everyone? Like we, we talked a lot about Elizabeth and Angelina, obviously we talked to little Carl, Christian, Gabby, Nick, John. I feel like we've pretty much gotten to everybody here. I mean, Mike, we haven't talked about Mike. (laughs) He's still out there. Yeah, I mean, he didn't do a whole ton this episode except for find himself on, you know, the best alliance out there. But he's, he's like a fun character. I actually, when this episode ended, I was sitting there going, does everybody know that he's like a Hollywood guy? And he's, or are they like, are they past that now? Are they all on level playing field? Just people out there fighting for a million dollars because in the past they would get rid of pro athletes they would get rid of stars because they already had enough money but i feel like mike has done a great job of assimilating himself as just being another guy just being someone you want to hang out with being someone who is fun to i don't know joke about showmances with or I'm sure they talk about his movies or, you know, whatever. But I think he's done a great job. The fact that we didn't see anything from him this week, I think is a great testament to what he's been able to do as far as not be the star that everyone knows. Just a couple of things I want to point out from post-game stuff. We read a little bit from Elizabeth's interview, but I found it comforting, I think, that she sounds like she's going to be a jury voter who votes strictly based off who she thinks is playing the best game. I, uh, she said that she's going to remove herself and just sit objectively and watch to see who's the most impressive. And that's what I personally prefer in a jury. I, obviously, in a season like this, I don't expect everyone on the jury to be like that at all because we've seen so much ups and downs and emotions from people. But... I think we at least have a good queen of Ponderosa, so to speak. Or as Hollywood Reporter is trying to make it mayor of Ponderosa this season. Because of the mayor slammed John. down. <laughs> yeah, and I actually, I loved how emotional she was about that. Her her quote was, Nothing pisses me off more than a freaking jury that's bitter and won't vote for the best player because <laughs> they got their feelings hurt or their panties in a wad. And like, that's Elizabeth. That's the Elizabeth that's we've Elizabeth. got to know. And it was it's very it, blunt. She was fun. She was a fun person I liked to have her. on this season. She, she was very honest about who she was, and but still seemed like she was trying to connect with people in a real way. If you watch her Ponderosa video, she talks emotionally, <laughs> the word of the episode, about how it was hard for her to turn on Angelina during Tribe Like That, which, when you think about it, was pretty damn cold because. They had a real moment, and then she went to tribal and was like, oh, yeah, well, she told me this, and she was sitting right next to her, so I can't imagine that was easy to do. But, you know, it is a game. And, uh, by the way, very impressed by her ability to do weight stuff uh, in the Ponderosa video. He asked her, Dr. Joe, how much she weighed when she came out, and she's like, 162.8. He opened up his little thing. He was like, oh, yeah, 162.8. And he was like, how much do you think he lost? And she's, she goes, nine pounds. And he weighs her, lost almost exactly nine pounds. <laughs> wow. She knows. Weirdly, she didn't get like a fun Ponderosa thing, though. So hopefully we'll get better Ponderosa videos going forward. Because those are back. I'll tweet, some, I'll tweet hers out for people to look at. But, uh, Man, I don't know. Before we get to our power rankings, do you have anything else you want to touch on from this episode? It was a, a jam-packed merge episode, and gosh, I feel like we could go in a lot of directions these next few weeks. Yeah, I mean, we don't talk about challenges, but I just have to mention Dan talking to himself during the challenge <laughs> actually had me audibly laughing out loud when he's sitting here and like under his breath, he's like, you're the man, you're the best. Just remember how great you are. Like that was awesome. And then we didn't mention, but Allison did win individual immunity, but it doesn't really matter because she was never on the chopping block. But to see her win was just, um, 
Oh, great for her, yeah. Yeah, it was it was great for her. I think it's the first thing she's won since the very first episode. All right, Ty. Enough of that garbage. Let's get to our power rankings. The only thing we truly care about any given week. Just don't mess this up. Who's your number one? <sighs> it's almost just getting so repetitive that I don't even want it to be Christian anymore. Like it is Christian just because of the position he's in, but like well, but but what would you say would you say there's something this week particularly that makes you want to say Christian? I mean, I guess we didn't get to see a whole lot of strategy from him. So if we're going strategy and we're going based on this episode, I don't think he's number one, but I think overall he's in the best position. Like he's part of the strike force. He's got allies on both sides. He's got smart people. He's got people that can handle others' emotions in Allison, somehow Gabby, John. Like, he's he's just positioned himself so well. If you look at the body of work, I don't know how he can't be number one. But if we were speaking strictly from a single episode standpoint, I don't know that he is number one this week. I don't know. So, How are you, are, so are you giving him... Yeah, so Christian is number one. He is my number one. But I think my number two and three might be based more on just this week. Yeah, I'm actually not going to give him number one this week because despite how positively I still feel about him in the long term, I think there wasn't a lot of dictation from him. He kind of got sucked back into other people's schemes in some ways like nick Mm -hmm. was like welcome back mason or dixon or whichever one he was and alec was like come along with me and obviously it's a credit to the relationship building for him but for this week at least this big merge episode it's hard for me not to give number one to alec because he made such a rapid rise in my mind in such a short amount of time that I just kind of have to come away with praise for him. And I think he's very quickly found himself as a double agent, Ben Drebergen style in a way that I think will really benefit him if he can keep his head on straight. Mm -hmm. And he was, he was the other one that I was really considering putting at number one because for all the reasons you just said, he definitely had the best week and he went from just a guy that wants to make moves to a guy that thinks through his moves and has strategy. So for that reason, I've got Alec at two, but arguably he could be number one. It's just the whole body of work Christian has going for him makes it hard for me to dethrone him from number one. So I got Alec at number two. I do wonder whether we're getting to a point though where Christian will need more on his resume than he has now. I like it's kind of BS, but Alec did orchestrate a big blindside when they were still in the group of three mm-hmm. tribes. And Christian, I'd have to go back and look. I think he's been on the right side of some votes, but I don't know that he has been masterminding anything for a while. He's just been in really good position. And he was obviously on a great tribe that didn't lose, which helps. But. We'll, we'll see. I mean, this is the part of the game where people are going to start making names for themselves. And some of the people who have done that already have found themselves either out or in a dangerous position, namely Elizabeth and Angelina, who we had given a lot of points to in recent weeks because of big moves. Nick, obviously, is a guy we like, too. But for me, my number two this week is going to be Allison. Maybe I'm going a little old school by giving a lot of credit to winning an immunity challenge, but I still think that her ability to get along with the Goliaths and also bring Gabby and essentially Christian into the fold of this strike force thing is, is very useful. And it's, it's very hard to rank people this season because we've gotten to see so many good things from so many different people, but I feel like she's one of the people in a position to make a big decision that can affect the game and how it unfolds. Yeah, she's a she's an interesting one. Number 3 for me, 
I'm really torn. I could go a lot of different directions. Yeah. And this is this is going to be a hard argument to make moving forward, but I think a lot of credit has to be given to Angelina for surviving such what was presented as a hectic episode, even though it ended a 12-1 vote. She has a ton of things going for her. We talked about this earlier. She knows strategy, and she knew that they have to get rid of Christian. Otherwise, Christian could just walk right into the finale. And the fact that she knows that and she's trying to make it happen... For me, it's almost giving her the number three spot because she's a good player despite her circumstances and her not being in a good spot. So it's really difficult, but I just... The work she's done in orchestrating or at least trying to orchestrate proper vote outs and getting rid of people when they need to be gotten rid of has given me a lot of respect for the game she's playing, even though she can't quite get things to click with the people that are out there. She has strategy and she has gameplay and she has skills. It's just not, it's not falling into place for her. The pieces aren't falling into, but I still am going to give her number three. It's that's weird logic, basically explaining why you shouldn't give her number three and then giving her number three, (laughs) but right. um, It's, it's like she has all the pieces to be great, but she just can't connect the dots. And I'd, I don't know yeah, I thought how that works for her Steven or how Fishback, it doesn't work. He actually had a pretty interesting analysis of this. Like He views himself as a similar player, it, it sounds like, because he wrote that he knows firsthand how frustrating it is on Survivor when you know the right move, but you can't convince people to act on it. One of my many tears during confessionals in Cambodia was about literally that thing feeling like the game was going to pass me by because my allies were making horrible choices. Parentheses, horrible, of course, means they were not making choices that benefited me. And he goes on to say that her real problem is reading the room and not, or not reading the room and noticing that when she's pitching the vote for Christian, no one's looking at her, no one's making eye contact, and she's too busy spilling out military jargon to adjust to the way people are responding to her Mm. i i feel like she's played well but i think her game is running out of steam in an unfortunate way for me number three and apologies to carl who for the seventh consecutive week will not make it into our top three as he uh pointed out on twitter he has no points in our power rankings (laughs) Because he uh, responded and said, oh, I guess I don't exist then. Because his name was not on the list. Because he has no points. <laughs> and Christian was like, you exist to me, Carl. And it was it was a weird interaction to watch happen on our replies. But uh, I'm sure we lost him as a fan forever. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, so buddy. apologies that you still won't be in the top three. But for me, number three is Nick, who apparently fell ass backwards into yet another great alliance and has so many claws in so many different i don't know what do you put claws in backs yeah if you're trying to take them down i don't really know he has he just is staked in so many different alliances that i feel very optimistic about him so another power ranking slot for nick for me apologies to carl and apologies to Elizabeth for ranking you third last week in our pre-merge episode to have you get immediately voted out. Sorry, I was lost in the world of going to find these tweets. Because <laughs> I don't yeah, run the account. Yeah, go find our tweets at On the Island Pod. Tyler B. Commons is, is his Twitter. Gaines Taylor is mine, where I mostly tweet angrily at MoviePass for being stupid. <laughs> and... Uh, yeah, we're on Facebook. Uh, I, full disclosure, I have forgotten to post to the Instagram for a couple weeks, but that exists. I'll try to post pictures to that this week. There's a lot of stuff out there. We'll have some guests coming up that you know and love. So stay tuned for that. Oh, man. Any more thoughts on this merge episode, Ty? No. I always talk about how... <laughs> 
Dude, I need to stop. I need to figure out how to j- not say no and then say stuff. I think let's just redo just it. Can you re- re-ask stuff. me? Re-ask me the question. Re-ask me. <laughs> any more? Any more thoughts, Ty? Yeah. See what this what you would the, say is like. I just want to say, or yeah, one more thing, or that's, you that's know. what I'm doing. Yeah, this is this is <laughs> where the game really comes alive when we talk about that every season. That the real game is after the merge. Boy, I'm glad you're adding this. And Allison said it best. I I don't know why this wasn't the the title quote. This is the merge. The game starts now. Thank you for that. You're welcome. <laughs> One day I'll learn how to say yes when I have thoughts. <sighs> I need a soy latte stat. I liked Alex quote better. This is the party that everyone RSVP'd for. <laughs> it's time to bro down. We're done broing down for this week. My vision for this podcast, I mean, our vision for this podcast was executed brilliantly. And we'll be back next time to talk more Survivor. We're over halfway through the season. There are 12 people left. That math might not add up, but it's true. So get ready for the home stretch of Survivor David vs. Goliath. <laughs> They've abandoned that theme, clearly, which is nice in some ways. That's another reason this season's been good. Just fully abandon the theme very quickly. Yep. Uh, anyway, until next time, good, 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 goodbye. Adios. Good at making these things up as well. <laughs> that is uh, again. I'm just mad now that I didn't start the episode by by doing that. Just Hyping like yourself a, up. A, a monologue where it's like, you're the man. You can do this. This is going to be the best podcast ever. <laughs> your voice is good. You're smart. You're, you've been told you're smart. You got good grades. You have a diploma on the wall. You can do this. You can talk. You've been a journalist before. You can talk to people. You can talk about stuff. And then I just kind of accidentally let people in. I'm like, oh, hey, uh, <laughs> just, just here doing a podcast. Just charming old me.